This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovitz, joined as always post game by Colts Ring of Honor wide receiver Bill Brooks. Bill, today we are breaking down the Colts' 31 to 21 season opening loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a game that defined by a couple of things. Bill, I think first of all, some encouraging glimpses from Anthony Richardson, but. You know, that, that's kind of the positive side, right? The negative side, the Colts situationally struggling, going 2-12 of on third down, 1-3 of three in the red zone, only converting one of five fourth down tries. Um, let's start off with Richardson, Bill. What were just your, your general impression of him coming out of this game with the just kind of the, the, the feel of everything that he had? Real quick, uh, the stats for Anthony today. I, I thought, Bill... Not bad. Um, you know, it completes 65% of his passes. He rushes for 40 yards, uh, gets a touchdown on both sides, throws an interception. Um, yeah, what did, what did you see from Anthony, and, and what do you think of his game today? I thought he did, I did, thought he did pretty good. Um, like you said, I, you know, you look at 65% completion percentage. He was 24 for 37, 223 yards, threw a, t, threw a TD, ran for a TD. I thought he... For the most part, kept the um, the team on track, kept the ball out of danger, except for the one interception. So I, I thought he played pretty well. I thought he he stayed poised, he stayed under control. He didn't get rattled out there at all. Um, when Jacksonville went down, scored. They answered back early in the game, came back and drove down the field and scored a touchdown. So I thought he stayed poised and under control, and uh, that was that to me goes a long way. I think the, the first takeaway I had, Bill, was, you know, Jacksonville played a lot of too high safety in this game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what you do to kind of keep a lid on an offense that might want to get it downfield. And on one hand, OK, Anthony didn't really take a shot downfield in this game, but I kind of I'm OK with that. Like as he's learning to identify NFL level defenses, you know what, if he just checks it down if it's a bunch of RPOs and he's not making dangerous throws, you Mm -hmm. know, more than a couple of times a game, um, I'm okay with that. And that's something that Shane Steichen, I think has really drilled into him that, Hey, you just completions are, are your friend. Like just get the ball into the hand of a teammate and stay ahead of the chains, stay out of third and long by just, you know what, if you got to complete a pass to a running back or a tight end on an outlet or Josh Downs on a quick choice route, just do it. I think that Anthony really took to that in this game. And, and he's done that all preseason, right? Like we, we saw that out of him in training camp and in some preseason games. But now that you're in a game that really counts, I think that that just goes to, to his level of poise and the even keel demeanor of, you know what, if nothing's there or if I don't trust what I'm seeing, I'm just going to take a completion and move on to the next play. Exactly. And that's a young man being patient. Um, a lot of times young players aren't patients. They want to make the big play right away. They want to 
you know, they see it just a little opening that they think they can make a big play and they want to do it. And I think that's what Jacksonville was counting on um, against Anthony Richardson that, you know what, if he sees a, uh, uh, he gets impatient, he's going to want to make that big play. And then all of a sudden it's a, it's an interception or it's a bad play for the Colts offense. So he did, he didn't do that. He stayed poised. He took what they gave him, um, got the ball into the playmaker's hands. And I know this wasn't a, a play where, um, you know, he had to check it down, but it was a design screen to Pittman. And you get the ball to Pittman and you see what he did with the ball. Got the ball downfield, scored on a 39-yard touchdown, pretty much a wide receiver screen. So that was, you know, that's what he needs to do. Get the ball in the playmaker's hands, let them make some plays, and just be patient. When they're, when the play is there, you make the play. But if there's nothing there, you check it down to the back or get it to the tight end or or wherever, or you you throw it away, whatever you need to do, just be patient and wait. When the time comes, you'll be able to make a big play. So Anthony goes and, uh, you know, he he goes throughout this game. He throws the interception, which we will get into here in a little bit. But, you know, Bill, after the game, I talked with, you know, Michael Pittman Jr., Bernard Ryman, a couple of guys in the locker room who all told me the same thing we've been hearing about Anthony for months is that he's really poised. Like Alec Pierce said, after he threw that interception, you wouldn't even know that he he just threw a pick in, you know, five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And that, like, what does that do for a team, Bill? When when you have your quarterback, especially a young quarterback, uh, you know, making his first start in the NFL, who has that, just that, that cool, calm demeanor of, hey, you know, nothing really rattles him during a game. How does that impact a team? That goes a long way. Um, anytime you can have a leader, your head coach, officer coordinator, your quarterback that shows that they're calm, nothing's rattling them, they're under control. Hey, guys, we have everything under control. Let's calm down. We'll be okay. And when he's when the quarterback does that, and for a young man like Anthony, that goes a long way. It keeps everyone else calm. So it keeps everyone under control saying, okay, let me think about my assignments. Let's not get too rattled here that, you know, we got to try to make all these plays right away, right away, whatever. Stay calm. The leader of the of the offense is calm. He has everything under control. And that keeps everyone else calm and relaxed so they can go out there and perform at a high level. That goes a long way when your leader is the one that is calm and leading the way. And you just want to follow. You just want to follow someone like that so you can go out there be calm and make the plays you need to make to hopefully help the offense. On the ground, Anthony had 10 carries uh, for 40 yards. He had the touchdown. This was interesting, Bill. Six of his runs were designed carries. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's not something we really saw a lot of in the preseason because you're not, you know, why would you show that? Exactly. Um, He had four scrambles, but yeah, those six designed runs, including the one, the red zone touchdown he had on the goal line, like that's such a designer play with all the motion and the three tight ends on the field. Um, that's one of those like week one things where yeah. I, I don't, there's not a single, you could have, you know, Aaron Donald, Lawrence Taylor, Reggie white uh, <laughs> on the field. And they're not stopping that play like that. That was one of those like really well schemed and executed uh, week one red zone plays that, you know, you really love to see. Um, but yeah, the, the design runs, you know, I think, you know, Anthony got banged up. He said uh, early in the game of the first quarter, kind of hit his knee on the turf a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, kind of scrambling late in the game, he had to come out. He said he's fine. But 
you know, what did you just kind of take away from how Anthony, you know, ran it on the ground in those situations? I thought he did a fine job. I thought on the design runs, um, he did a nice job. You know, he got down. You know, he for the most part, he didn't take any big hits except the one I think he fell on his knee, the one earlier in the game in the first half. I think he fell on his knee. I don't think he took a big hit. Um, right. The only big hit he took was the one at the end of the game. Um, so I, I was fine with it. the way he ran. There's a couple of times he got out of bounds. Um, I think one time he he wasn't going down, but he kind of went down a little bit just to save himself. So I, I, I like what he did um, out there. And, you know, the one he took the big hit on, he was trying to score. I mean, they, they were trying to score a touchdown so they can get back into the game. And um, that was fine. But I'm, I'm glad he's okay. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, you know, he will take care of himself. And I, I said earlier in the day, I said, if he has about five design runs, I'll be okay with that. Um, so six is, you know, is, is fine with me. Um, I don't think they want to run him too much. Um, they definitely want to make sure that he stays healthy for the whole season and keep the young man upright and um, let him do what he does best. All right. So let's talk about the interception. It came with about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter in a big situation with the Colts down by three, chasing the lead after Jacksonville took the lead on a, uh, a touchdown in earlier in the fourth quarter. So that play, it's something that Anthony said is kind of a go-to play for the Colts. Um, and they thought they had the right spot to get it. And it meant they would have to go after Tyson Campbell. And, and Richardson said after the game that uh, the Colts tried to stay away from Tyson Campbell during the game and understandably so, mm-hmm. but he, he, it's kind of Mo Alley Cox runs kind of like a 15 yard deep out, with Michael Pittman Jr. trying to carry the free safety. Tyson Campbell drops into zone, uh, and there's there's room there uh, between Anthony Richardson uh, and Mo Alley-Cox with Tyson Campbell there. But Richardson admitted you know, he threw the ball a little bit flat, didn't get enough arc on it, didn't get enough loft on it, and that allowed Campbell to pick it off. Shane Steichen also took responsibility for it after the game, saying he probably just shouldn't have even called that against a cover-two look. That play, though, Bill... Is that one of those where Anthony, it's going to be a learning moment for him? Like, okay, if we get that look again, throw it in a spot where only Mo or no one can catch it. Yeah, he'll learn from that. You know, and I think Tyson did a good job of baiting him a little bit also because he came up and then he dropped off um, back towards Mo Alley Cox. And then when Anthony threw it, he said he didn't get enough arc on the ball and he needed a little bit more arc to try to get it over him. And as you said, either Mo Alley catches it or no one catches it. And that's just a learning moment. He said it. You know, I think I heard him in an interview say that, you know, I threw it a little bit too flat. So now he knows next time he sees that, you know what, when I get maybe a cover two look, I might have to put a little bit more arc on it. Not not too much arc because I don't want it to float out there because I don't want uh, to get Mo Alley hurt or I don't want someone else to come from over the top and pick it off. But I needed just to make sure enough so the guy, if he drops off that has a flat area, he can get back. He can't get back there and get it to Mo Alley cock. So he'll learn. You know, it's a learning moment. And we all said this was going to happen. You know, there's going to be times where, you know, he's going to have a plays out there where, you know, he might make a mistake and he's going to learn from it. He puts it in his memory bank. And now he knows next time if he calls that play and I see this coverage, I know maybe I need to get a little bit more arc on it, the ball than uh, I did last time. So the the difference in this game to me, Bill, you know, yeah, the Colts the Colt struggled on third down going to a 12, um, but you know, so did the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars went three of twelve on third down. 
The Colts struggled on fourth down. They went one of five on fourth down, but the Jaguars went one of three on fourth down, where it really separated for me, Bill. The Colts went one of three in the red zone. The Jaguars went three of three. Three of three, yeah. That's that's where, you know, you're looking at a, a two-score game and the Colts didn't score on two of their red zone possessions. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, are these issues, you know, kind of the situational stuff? For a young team, are these going to be fixable issues as the season goes on? I think they can be fixable issues as the season goes on because you look at the plays, probably more than likely those plays that weren't successful, there was a mistake by someone on the team. Um, and then you have to just clean those up. And people have to realize, you know, you have 11 guys out there. All it takes is one mistake by one guy to mess up a play. And that could be the play that, you know, it's it's on third down and, you know, you try to, you're trying to score and, you know, you don't get it, you know, fourth down. So maybe you have to kick a field goal. So, you know, it, it's very important for when you get into the red zone area, you you really want to make sure that you everyone is, you know what, tuned into their assignment so they can not make mistakes so they can hopefully, hopefully, um score and get a touchdown and, and those and those drives are are important you know I, I also heard Anthony Richardson say you know the, the biggest thing that was uh difference for him from college to now is that every drive is important every play is important and you know and the whole team needs to think that that every play is important every drive is important because you can't take any drives off you can't take any plays off because you don't know which play is going to be the big play and, you know, now that they know that, um, I'm sure they always know that they, they've always known that they just need to make sure that when they get out there, they try to execute and uh, not make mistakes so they can be efficient, especially in the red zone. I think the the one one of them that really hurt Bill, uh, you know, after Tony Brown gets that interception in yes. the second quarter, Colts get down, uh, you know, Richardson runs for three yards. He then runs for four yards. Deion Jackson picks up two yards and then they go quick and they try to do that. Uh, you know, the QB sneak that the Eagles made famous last year, kind of the rugby scrum uh, the push, and, the push. and it, it didn't get there. Uh, nope. the, that Jaguars defensive line did a really good job on that play. Richardson's not able to extend the ball over the line. That play came on fourth and one of the Jag 16 yard line. I like the aggressiveness of Shane Steichen of saying, Hey, like, let, you know, we've got a six, five, 250 pound quarterback. Let's put the ball in his hands and see what he can do. Um, I, I really didn't mind that one. The the one, the next one that the Colts did not convert, that was a fourth and four at the Jaguars 42 yard line. One of those kind of tweener ones. Yeah, no, man, I think just, no man's land. And I, I think in no general, man's land. right. And I, I think in general, Bill, you, you like the aggressiveness to go for it there. That's yeah. kind of where the NFL is going. You want to see, you know, hey, get, you know, put the ball in your offense's hands. Don't punt from plus territory unless the situation desperately calls for it. Then you get into the third quarter. Deion Jackson loses two yards and loses a fumble on a running play. They kind of pitched it to him to the outside. It didn't go anywhere. That was the other fourth down. Yeah. Uh, and then they do convert. Uh, Anthony Richardson is able to scramble for five yards late in the fourth quarter. But then on the goal line, Gardner Minshew cannot find Michael Pittman Jr. on kind of a, a scramble drill play after Richardson came out. So those are the four, four, the five fourth downs that the Colts did not convert. And you know, the, those, of course, are a, a big difference in this game. But I think just generally, Bill, I want to bring those up because I like the aggressive mentality that Shane Steichen had with a young team. That's how you just kind of you build that confidence with exactly, them. And, and you build a, a mentality in your team of, hey, we're not just going to 
give the ball back to the other team with a punt if we're in a situation that's advantageous for us. Exactly. And what you do to your your, your team, especially the offense, you tell them, hey, fourth down is not a surrender play for us to punt the ball back. If we're within reason of getting a first down, depending on field position, time of game, and a whole bunch of other circumstances, you know what? I have confidence in you guys that you guys can go out there and get one, two yards, three yards, and get a first down. So I, I like his aggressiveness. I like what he what he did. Um, and the other ones to me, when you're in that, I call it no man's land. You know, you're on 41, 42 yard line. If you punt the ball, you're pretty much only gaining maybe 30 yards in the punt because you know, say if you down inside the down by on the 10 yard line, you know what, you only gain 30 yards. So if you have an opportunity to go for it, go for it. You know, if it's only you know, one, two, three yards, I think you should go for it if you have confidence in your team and. Shane has confidence in his offense, so I don't see any problem going for it. And believe me, players like coaches to be aggressive. And, you know, I think that's going to go a long way throughout the season um, by him going for it now. I think you'll see it uh, him do that more depending on the situation. One other quick thing on the Colts offense, Bill, before we move over to the defense. I thought the pass protection was pretty good in this game. Yes. I know Anthony Richardson got sacked four times. I think those are probably on him. Um, you know, I think, I think before, you know, without the benefit of going back and watching the film on them, um, you know, I, I think those came on some plays where there was, you know, he had a little bit more time to throw. So not necessarily like the O-line breaking down in protection or anything. Bernard Ryman, I thought had a fantastic game, um, on the outside pro football focus, their early numbers had him allowing just one pressure on 47 dropbacks in this game. Um, that's something just to kind of keep an eye on as the season goes on that, Hey, you know, that pass pro that can be a, a, a real, like we've kind of got this sort of sense bill that has yeah, offensive line. Like a lot of people are counting them out, but they, they've got some good vibes around them. Good early start for them. I think in this game, something they can definitely build on. Yeah, they definitely build out, especially the pass protection. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the pass protection was pretty good. Run blocking. Yeah. Maybe not yeah, as that... good. Maybe not as good as definitely not as good as the pass protection. But the pass protection, I think, was good. And I think a lot has to, a lot of what has to do with that is is uh, Anthony Richardson. Anthony being someone that's mobile back there, someone that the defense has to make sure that they keep an eye on. Um, they can get out. So sometimes they might be a little bit hesitant to to really really rush all that hard. Uh, they they need to make sure they stay disciplined in their lanes. And I think having him back there and having his size and his just speed, I think that helps a lot. But give the offensive line credit. I, I, I think that I thought they did a nice job um, protecting Anthony Richardson when he went when he dropped back the pass. Yeah, got to go back and watch that run blocking and just the run game in general. Bill, when yeah. Richardson handed it off, the Colts running backs Deion Jackson, Jake Funk, and Evan Hall, who Hall left the game with a knee injury. They combined for 16 carries for 26 yards. It's it's hard to win when that's what you're getting out of the running back position. All right, flipping it over to defense. Um, we have to start with the, <laughs> <laughs> the DeForest Buckner touchdown, which frankly is one of my favorite NFL plays I've ever seen. Like the two the two it, fumble plays, uh, one play so, and a touchdown. I mean, it just incredible. Like DeForest Buckner gets in there and he forces the fumble. Uh, you know, it looks like it might've been a pass. So tank Bigsby picks it up and, you know, some players start kind of jogging around and not really doing anything. Bigsby's holding the ball, the rookie running back for the Jaguars 
And here comes Zaire Franklin. Like, well, I didn't hear a whistle. But also, Zaire told uh, Lara Overton after the game that he was just honestly trying to be an a-hole, is what he said. Oh, really? So he was going to punch <laughs> the ball out. And uh, it worked because the whistle hadn't blown. So then DeForest Buckner picks it up. And Buck then, like, if you just took the photo of DeForest Buckner stretching the ball across the goal line and, like, sent it out of context to, like, a Colts fan who, like, accidentally slept through this game and was like, here, look at this photo. You'd be like, what, what, what's going on here? What, why is DeForest Buckner stretching the ball across the goal line? It looks so out of place, and it's so funny. Um, but what a heads-up play by Zaire Franklin, regardless of his motivation, to do that. And then, I mean, how many times have you seen two forced fumbles and a touchdown on a single play, Bill? That was wild. No, I haven't seen that play, especially by a defensive lineman running running it in and stretching on, out to the goal line to to make sure you get a touchdown. But as you said, it gives Zaire credit now i gave i gave zaire credit for just playing you know playing to the whistle you know we you tell all the high school players you always play to the whistle don't stop until you hear the whistle and zaire did that pretty much and you know he made sure that he got the ball out uh bixby was holding it just standing there and holding it and people kind of milling around him and zaire just punches it out deforest picks it up runs to the end zone and makes a nice nice athletic play to stretch out and make sure he gets the ball across the plane the goal line and touchdown so nice play by DeForest but really really give a lot of credit to Zaire Franklin for keeping um keeping his head up and making sure that you know the uh, he was aware of the whistle not being blown and playing to the whistle speaking of Zaire Franklin goodness gracious he had 18 tackles today like <laughs> I mean he he's on pace to have like he's on pace to like double his season season uh single season tackle record and, and these weren't like cheapy tackles, Bill. He had six run stops, which are, is a stat that Pro Football Focus has that is essentially, did you create a loss for the offense on the play? It doesn't mean you got a tackle for a loss or anything, but did you create a negative play for the offense? He had six of those. He had two tackles for a loss or no gain. Just, I mean, he was everywhere in the run game. And like this, this is where this Colts defensive line when you have DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart in the middle, just blowing up play after play after play, Grover Stewart was phenomenal today. DeForest Buckner was phenomenal today. Quiddy Pay had a really good game. We're going to get into him in a second. Yeah. But you just see like Zaire Franklin can be so aggressive in the way that he plays. He's so downhill and physical that he can go of game where he has 18 tackles. And you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That fits for who he is as a player. That is that is Zaire. Zaire is a physical guy that wants to hit everything that moves. Doesn't matter if you're if you're a lineman or a receiver or a tight end, he's gonna hit you. I mean, I would love to know how hard his impacts were today because he hit a couple <laughs> of guys very hard. I mean, it was it was some plays that you know what they knew where Zaire Franklin is, and I think you know people who watch that film, they're gonna they're gonna know Zaire Franklin. They're going to know where he's at. They're going to keep an eye on him because he was bringing the wood today. And I, I really liked the way Zaire was playing. Um, you know, like I said, at 18 tackles, he also had a pass deflected today. So played well, of course, we talked about the force fumble. Um, so Zaire, you know, that's why he's one of the leaders on the team and he comes and plays and leaves it all on the field every time he steps on the field. So that's why Zaire is one of the leaders on the team. And it's just, just good to see Zaire make plays all over the field. Another guy who was really good to see 
out there. I, I thought Quiddy Pay had a really good game. He had a sack. Um, you know, he's only credited with uh, two total pressures from Pro Football Focus. I thought he impacted uh, the pass a little bit more than that. And then against the run, like that that pairing of him and Grover Stewart on yes. uh, on the D line was really good. He had a cut and and like his TFL. He had or he had a couple of plays that were just in like big situations where mm-hmm. he came up, uh, you know, with with big plays. So. Um, I had a chance to catch up with Quiddy after the game. I'm going to write about it in my five Colts things column on Monday on Colts.com. And um, he he seems to really be ascending and yes. growing his confidence this year. Uh, really good sign to see him get the season off to a good start. Yeah, I think his confidence is growing this year. And I think he really wants to you know go out there and prove something this year. He wants to go out there and, you know, of course, stay healthy and, and be able to play all, all 17 games and never know how many more after that, if there's any more after that, but play 17 games and just show people what he can do. And he's getting off to a good start today. I mean, I, I thought he played well, of course. He had the sack and then, you know, of course, he had the, um, two tackle for losses. So, you know, had four tackles combined. So, he played well, and I, I I expect that you know the rest of the season, um, you know, going out there playing, putting pressure on the quarterback, and you know, cause some havoc out there uh, for the offense. Colts did get a number of stops on third and fourth down, like we talked about, um, you know, earlier with the Jaguars only converting three of twelve on third down, and then one of three on fourth down. Another really good sign uh, for this defense that <clears throat> this front is is very very good and i think we were interested in you know how kind of the the russian cover would pair up in this game you know calvin ridley had a pretty big game obviously but i thought as the game went on you saw that that kind of russian cover combination really start to take off um you know just in in affecting the quarterback affecting the timing you know second half of the game calvin ridley had one catch on three targets for nine yards so you saw some good adjustments here uh, from this team, and, and it wasn't like they were just picked apart by one guy like it might have looked like could be the case uh, in the first half of the game. Yeah, you know, give Kevin really credit. You know, the man's a good, good ball player. He's uh came out hot, and they were, they were feeding him the ball. He made some nice plays, but, you know, give our defense some credit. They did a good job in the second half, and I think – those are things you're going to need to do. You need to, you need to go out there and play well in the second half. And you know what, that's something that, you know, Colts hopefully, uh, you know, could do a little bit better. And we talked about earlier in the red zone. Um, so, but you know, what? give the defense some credit. They, I, I thought they played hard today. I thought the defense played real hard. They were out there flying around. I just thought they got a little tired and fatigued near the end of the game. Just a, a real quick aside here. Something that's kind of a, a funny little, uh, comparison between the two top receivers in this game. Michael Pittman Jr. didn't have a catch in the first half. Calvin Ridley had seven for 92. Then in the second half, you can see where I'm going with this. Calvin Ridley yep. had one catch for nine yards. Michael Pittman Jr. had eight catches for 97 yards. So <laughs> uh, both teams kind of made adjustments as the game went on and got uh, the Colts were able to get Michael Pittman the ball a lot more and keep the ball away from Calvin Ridley as the game went on. All right, one final thing to get to here, Bill. Shaquille Leonard making his return. Boy, is it just good to see him out there. It's like every time the Colts defense was on the field, uh, you know, the, the the camera guys for the video board would catch Shaquille <laughs> Leonard. He's firing up the crowd. He's just so hyped to be out there. And you can real, really feel the energy 
that he brings his teammates really feeding off that throughout the game. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a, a bunch, a bunch of energy inside of him and he, he brings it out there, hopefully, you know, getting his teammates excited and get them riled up and, and going, you know, and I think he's, he's just a little contagious, not just from an energy standpoint, but also from just guys trying to create turnovers. You saw EJ speed there, punched the ball out of Kevin Ridley. And, you know, unfortunately he didn't get the ball because he recovered it out of bounds, but, you know, I, I think you're going to see the guys kind of rally around uh, what Shaq does and, and and play off his energy. And I think if they continue to do that, I think good things will happen. I think hopefully, you know, Shaq will continue to be out there playing and and be be Shaq. Just go out there and just be Shaq. And if you can go out there and be Shaq, I think that will be helpful for the defense. So Shaquille Leonard played 59 of 69 snaps on defense. So not every single play, but pretty darn close to it. Uh, which you you really like to see. That's a pretty good snap share for Shaquille Leonard in his Definitely, first game I mean, back since November. Yeah, exactly. For his first game back, and you've seen that you know, him playing, you know, just basically missing 10, 10 snaps, that's that's pretty good uh, for someone like that. So give him credit for being ready, being physically ready, of course, being mentally ready. I didn't, didn't have any doubt that he would be mentally ready for the game, but just being physically ready to be able to go out there and play 59 snaps, um, and he hasn't played in a while. All right, well, that is going to do it for us here on this episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. Bill and I will be back next Sunday following the Colts' Week 2 matchup against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens today, 25-9. to That was a scoregami, Bill. I don't know if you know what scoregami <laughs> is, but it's a. Uh, that was the first time in NFL history that score has ever been recorded. Fun fact. Really? 25-9, to yeah. There you go. Little, really? Little fact. Yeah. I would I I <laughs> never would have known that. I mean, three field goals and then what? Maybe, you know, 25 was there a safety 25 points is a weird score. That's that is a weird. A weird score. 25 is weird. So I, I I do okay, I can see that, but nine, eh, that that happens, but 25 I'm- I'm just here for the fun facts. You know, Bill. <laughs> you know I always like to sprinkle those in. You have a lot of fun facts and a lot of a lot of statistical analysis, which is good. All right. Well, that, again, is going to do it for us here. We will be back here on the Colts Audio Network on Monday with Colts Roundtable Live. Matt Taylor will be hosting that. Rick Venturi, Joe Wright, Shane Steichen will all join that show. On Tuesday, the next episode of the official Colts podcast presented by WinBet will be out. Jeffrey Gorman, Lara Overton, and I will be in your earballs or on your eyeballs on YouTube Check that out. We are doing a, uh, we're having some fun on YouTube. Uh, on Wednesday, Inside Football with Rick Venturi will be back with keys to beating the Houston Texans. On Thursday, another episode of the official Colts podcast presented by WinBet. That is the Matt Taylor, Casey Vallier, and Bill Brooks episode previewing week two against the Texans. That'll be out on Tuesday, or excuse me, on Thursday on the Colts Audio Network, and then by Friday on youtube and then again bill and i'll be back with you on sunday for another episode of colts instant reaction anyways thank you for listening to this episode of colts instant reaction on the colts audio network for bill brooks i'm jj stankovitz talk to you next sunday after the colts take on the texans